0: Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Game. This is your host, Jill Garcia, and today we have a very special guest and a very special show. Before we get started, make sure you hit the subscribe button, make sure you hit the like button. Now to my special guest. He goes by the name of Jabari K. Smith, former Texas Tech player. He also played DB, and he's also author of the Lice Playbook, 11 Places to Success, and he's also a corporate sales executive. This guy does it all, and he's founder of The Professional Athlete. So, Jabari, welcome to the show. What's good with you, man? Good, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, along the way, if you guys have questions, you know, Jabari, um, Jabari and I start speaking, you know, feel free to ask questions. We're also live streaming this on Facebook and Instagram. So, let's get to it. So, Jabari... I met you. You know, you do a lot of stuff. So let's talk about a little bit about the professional athlete and what's that? What's that about?
1: Yeah. Um, you got a minute for me to give you the, the entire backstory? Let's do it. We got, we got <laughs> as much time
0: as you as you want to get. All right. Us. Cool. Cool. So
1: the professional athlete. It's a webcast okay. uh, where I interview ex-collegiate and professional athletes who oh. are now successful in other careers outside of playing sports. Okay. Nice. <laughs> The purpose of that show is for these ex-athletes to share with not only their peers, but up and coming student athletes on how they were able to navigate their way through their transition for life after sports. So what I want these athletes to, what what I want my guests to do is to share their story, share their blueprint, and give away a little bit of secrets so that their peers and -and up-and-coming student athletes can kind of have cheat codes so that they can navigate much faster and more. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: Who are are some of the people you've interviewed so far? Yeah, so uh, I wrapped
1: up season one a few months ago now. I'm just now uh, starting up with season two. So I interviewed uh, Donovan Carter who played football. At UCLA, nice, he's now nice. on uh, HBO show yeah, Ballers. HBO's Ballers. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, Thomas Williams played football at USC. Uh, played awesome. in the NFL for five years. Now he's a public speaker and he's a, a author. Let's see, uh, who else? Uh, Tori Polk. I went to college oh, with nice. her. She ran track yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, at yeah. Texas he's Tech, fine. and then she also ran track professionally. And now she's an entrepreneur and a uh, sports apparel designer. Um, I hope I'm not. Fig- it's, it's a few. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, you, no, no, you don't, don't go right through everybody. Yeah
0: everybody um so i want to get into your book talk about the book the life's playbook 11 places success yeah and check this out guys see this guy's an author as well uh so what made you want to write a book all right so remember that backstory? story yeah, yeah, yeah okay now i'm about to go to the backstory.
1: <laughs> all right uh, so played football my entire yep. no played sports my entire okay. life uh yep. age of 10 played baseball basketball track a little bit of soccer, everything that can keep me active, like Uh most kids do, right? Uh, I fell in love with football, actually, at the age of 14. That's when I realized that I was very fast, actually, Mm -hmm. and football just came natural to me. So from that moment, I dedicated my entire life to that sport, like, Mm -hmm. I put on blinders, uh, I created the whole athletic identity, all of the stuff that you're starting to uh, hear about now. And so I was fortunate enough, of course, to play division one football, got a full ride scholarship to Texas Tech University. But my ultimate goal was to play on Sundays in Mm -hmm. the NFL. Uh, I did not get a chance to play in the NFL. However, I still play professionally. I played professional arena ball in St. Louis for about four seasons.
0: Wow, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it was it was fun, man. (laughs) It's fast (laughs) paced.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) because it's a shorter field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: loved it. Actually, arena was fit for me, man. Uh, It it worked out for me. Um, So, when it was finally time to call it quits. Uh, packed my bags, moved back home to Los Angeles, yeah. and that's when reality hit me, man. Okay. And what I mean by that, like, that's when I realized, like, my life has changed forever because I can no longer play the sport that I once grew up to love mm-hmm. for the rest of my life and get paid for it. Yeah, exactly. And then that's when, like, the depression kicked in. Okay. Um, I had a tough time finding a job because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Even though I graduated with a yeah, degree. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know how to even use that job. I didn't know how to market myself. I didn't yeah. know what to say, who to reach out to. Mm-hmm. And I just, for the first time, one felt like a failure, and two mm-hmm. felt very helpless. Yeah. And so I did what any, I guess, blind person would do. I went back to school, yeah, uh, furthered my education, got my master's degree. But this time, I went back with my cousin who was going through the exact same process. He was mm-hmm. a year younger than me, and he had just finished playing uh, college wow. basketball in Iowa. And one day, while, you know studying for our masters and writing our thesis because we wanted to write about this topic. We were just talking and then uh, the light bulb hit us and then that's when we we started a nonprofit called More Than An Athlete. It's funny, LeBron James yeah, had to go with sneakers. Just, wow, okay. But it we started a... More Than
0: An Athlete. <laughs> <laughs> did you get it copyrighted or you <laughs> sure, Nah, nah, you even oh, if you did, man. You can use that all you want, man. <laughs> man. Hey, hey, throw,
1: throw, me, throw, me throw me some <laughs> OTs,
0: LeBron, you know what I mean? Yup, Yep.
1: Yep. And so we started More Than An Athlete, which was an after-school program where we mentored young student athletes ages 10 to uh, 16 on how to not only be successful while they're playing, but to prepare them for life after sports. And so the book mm-hmm. came about one day, I was lecturing the, one of the kids, man, mm-hmm. and they were kind of not goofing off, but just not paying attention. And one of the smart alley kids was like, man, you need to put this in the book. Yeah, and yeah. then I, that kind of was the first light bulb. And I was like, yeah, I am gonna put it in the book. Didn't, uh, didn't take action right away. And then one day I was just sitting down and I was thinking And I was like, man, I'm only able to reach these 12 kids because during the time I had about 12 to 18 kids in and out. I was like, how am I going to be able to reach the masses? And that's when it really hit me like, you need to write a book. You know, everyone needs to get this message. And I was like, I need to write a book about everything that I experienced playing sports all throughout my childhood all the way up to when I play professionally mm-hmm. and how those principles are so life principles and how I apply them right now to help me achieve and sustain success. Uh, success. Yeah. So I started out with 18 plays to success but okay. then I noticed that some of the plays were redundant and so yep. that's how it narrowed down to 11 plays. 11. Yeah. Nice.
0: And how long did it take you to write a book? Was it a year? A couple months? Or?
1: So this book went through several processes. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me two weeks to write down all of my ideas and just my put my feelings out there. Mm -hmm. And then like I said, it started out with eighteen plays. And then I had to go and narrow it back down. But once once I got it past that point, it took me nine months for it to be a finished product. Okay. But then, after the first publication, I actually wasn't uh, pleased with it because I like mm-hmm. I, I left out a lot of valuable meat and potatoes and I left the, I left out some of the steps that you see where you see the the reader can interact yeah. And so in 2016, I went back to the drawing board and I added some more stuff to the book and that process took me about three to four months for uh, the revised edition, which you see now yeah.
0: No, like, I want to get into one quote. I was reading the book, and I really did like it. I know this one's yours. Um, but here, I'm going to just quote this real quick. It's on page 7. It says, um, "Excuse me." Uh, lost, lost as well as frustrated, I did not know how to market myself as anything other than an athlete. I found it complicated, transition psychologically, and invest my time and energy into something new, the late and emergent realization of having to shift my dream and again, in a whole new experience hit me like a ton of bricks. I had lost all future hope. And I could kind of relate to that, too, because I also played college. I played college soccer. Mm-hmm. And when you're just like, you're so like you said, you were so focused and you're like, this is going to be my goal. And this is, you know, for me, it happened during college. That's mm-hmm. that's that's when that kind of hit me. I was mm-hmm. like, shit, you know, yeah, like, it was tough because I also realized I was like, man, my boys are still playing. But what kind of like sparked it in me? I was like, I realized like this. there was this other guy who was like really, really good. And I kind of saw like where he went and i was like man this guy's way better than me and he's not even going oh. right right and i was like what does that mean what for does that me? mean <laughs> for me, right, right? <laughs> right. right. what does that mean <laughs> for me and i was like dang and that, that's when it kind of hit me and that was like a summer i and like i felt that depression too because like yeah. Well, that's all you have ever known as a child. Like this is what I want to do. This is what I did and yeah. then, For me like it took me uh, throughout college and stuff. I did not want to play any soccer I don't want to do anything like I just wanted to stay away from it because it just felt like If I went to if I went to a game or like I knew mm-hmm. it was just gonna make me sad yeah, yeah, you know, but then eventually I started I got over it, you know, I, I got a job and I was like, you know what like I'm not supposed to be doing something, uh, uh, just a regular job or anything like that. I need to do something with sports, and that's how the fantasy sports came about. Like, yeah. You know, It was my love and passion, not just for soccer, but. You find your way back. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You kind of find your way back, and I was like, you know what? I need to do something, and then, like I said, that's how the fantasy sports came about. But I really like that. I really do like that. I want to see if anybody. Uh, it's interesting. No questions yet? Okay. It's
1: interesting you mentioned something as well. It's like, how long, when did you start playing soccer?
0: Oh, since I was a kid. Exactly, yeah, yeah. right?
1: Can you imagine let's say we studied law or medicine like at the age of ten, right? Yeah. And then at twenty six, while wow, I may be a lawyer, you may be a physician, and then they just cut my hand off or you can no longer read anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, what would life be like, right? True. That's how it is yeah. for an athlete when it you is. say you can no it longer is. play sport. It is. And people don't understand yeah. it When they're like, man, just go do something else. It's yeah. like I know i need to go do something else but it's it's like what's going to give me the same joy exactly yeah yeah
0: and i forgot i did tear my acl my meniscus and then i did lose a leg and i was like uh, that's when i realized i was just kind of that's when i was like already kind of out of it and Mm -hmm. i was like man i kind of i was like i am not, because i was you know i still play like basketball soccer recreation but i was like i'm not getting paid to be professional like i need to take care of my body yeah yeah. that's when you start thinking you start thinking different You're just like man i need a I need to do something else. I need a progression. But. So we, have, we do have some fan questions. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a few fan questions I already have. And then if anybody out there wants to ask any questions, Jabari, feel free. Uh, first question uh, from Levin Simmons. He's from Glenda, Arizona. He's like, the difference between competition and, and in-game practice, can you talk about that, and any game rituals that you had? So what was the difference between practice and in games? Yeah. Hmm.
1: A good question at what, what just, level? Just any say, level any level yeah. um shoot i mean it's a, it's a big difference actually i mean in practice once i got even in d1 i mean practice was intense uh just like the games but the only thing the, the biggest difference is there's no do-overs like in practice you can do another rep True. in a game that might be yeah. your only shot that might be yeah. It. yeah yeah
0: that's the biggest difference cool cool what about any rituals did you have any rituals favorite socks No. <sighs> same pair of underwear my only
1: ritual was whatever I
0: did that
1: season I would continue to do it but I would okay. switch things up a, a lot uh, I was a sock guy um, in college I I'm, I'm, I'm claiming this right now yeah. in college I believe I was the first guy to actually wear socks on your arm all the way up to here
0: oh just okay. go just okay. go back and look at <laughs> the records
1: i was the first guy now everybody has sleeves <laughs> and everything because at texas tech we actually had that astral turf man and that oh, stuff would pull your yeah, skin yeah, yeah. so what i did was i actually had two socks i remember i would get a black sock and then i'll throw the red one over it so you can see this much of the black sock almost like as if you oh, were yeah, doing your socks yeah, on your yeah, legs and then um, so I, I started that in two thousand and three. I'll go check the facts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have the fact checker. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, we do have a, a live stream question. All right, uh, from Ulysses. He said, I think it is very important to see other young generations uh, to help them go through their experience in life like you have.
1: Oh man, thanks. Appreciate you.
0: That's a, that's good. That's mm-hmm. a good that's a good comment. Um so we got one um from Javi Lopez from Fresno. He said, Is football really a religion in Texas? Yes
1: yes yes and it yes is. listen dude i'll give you two examples yes. <laughs> so, oh, been <laughs> right?
0: Right. so
1: <clears throat> on a college level i'm pretty sure people get police ex- uh, escorts to games yeah. but that was for like every game and yeah. every game felt like a bowl game mm-hmm. in texas at texas Tech. Yeah. like stores really do shut down mm-hmm. early like it's it's really you
0: guys guys have the 12th man right you guys are the 12th man no that's
1: Texas A&M oh Texas A&M and and that's a whole nother beast I I advise anybody that plays against Texas A&M at Texas A&M do not look in the stands because that stuff will get you so dizzy they sway
0: back and oh, forth yeah, and it yeah, looks yeah. like
1: you're in a, in an ocean and you'll get dizzy it's crazy how it's set up but yes texas football is a religion yeah man. yeah and i've been to high school games yeah. and these high schools got stadiums they got st- i'm like this yeah. is crazy they got yeah. stadiums yeah, yeah. That's yeah. How
0: they, it looks like a college. you're like oh i'm the college you know like, this yeah. is a high school yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: and like <laughs> it, it, it's crazy you walk on campus like people know your stats better than you like people will quote you your stats and how you was performing the game before like it's kind of it's kind of spooky yeah actually. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. So you enjoyed your time out there. I did. I had a blast, man.
0: Okay, Dexter had a, a similar qu- a question, kind of just answered, but we'll say I said What was uh, what's the game that stands out as the best crowd you ever played in front of? Ooh,
1: it's two. Okay. That I played in front of that just stood out. One would be A and M. Like A&M? It's, it's it's crazy. Yeah. At A and M. And then two, it was and act-
0: you played defensive back, defensive mean, back, back yeah. okay.
1: And then two, it's an out-of-conference game, Old Miss.
0: Old Miss, okay. Yes, we
1: had a night game at Old Miss. SEC. Oh my god, that atmosphere! Yeah. Because we played them early in the season, so it was still warm. It was a night game. That by far was my favorite
0: game. Yeah. Yes, by far. Nice. Did you guys win? Yes, we did. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's good, man. Okay, so Caleb from Phoenix, he says, uh, "What impact is a is a trade?" Uh, is uh, trade having on other fans and teams? Hmm. We'll go to the next question. Mm-hmm. So Steven says, "What? Okay, you already answered that. What was the coolest thing about playing at Texas Tech?
1: Playing at Texas Tech. Yes. Like, to be honest with you, well, like give a school, bit,
0: give a little, give a little bit more details. Kind of like I'm about to break it down. No, break it down. No, okay. For <laughs> school that has never won a BCS
1: championship." If you step foot on campus, you would think that they won five BC <laughs> championships. <laughs> Just the pride behind yeah. that school, man—like you don't understand. Yeah. And that's one thing I advise any up-and-coming athlete: go to a school. If you are a scholar uh, athlete, go to a school where that particular sport that you play is the main sport that they promote. I went to a football <laughs> school. However. Mm-hmm texas tech is just great in sports in general they have a good uh male and female basketball team good track team yeah. but listen man let's not make any mistakes texas tech is a football school and you know it the
0: moment you step foot on campus yeah, yeah. okay so texas tech yeah cool what did you did you rec- were i'm assuming you were recruited by the school yeah, i was recruited by what, what schools. The schools did you check out so like at the or? time
1: um i actually was a junior college transfer okay so i ended up becoming a, a junior college all-american so i was Recruited by like probably half of the colleges. I was recruited by every school in the Pac-10 except for USC wow. And that's actually where I wanted to go. So yeah. I was kind of bummed out.
0: That's what they had to be <laughs> careful so you, Yeah, yeah. Careful there he was had, he had just got there. Yeah, just,
1: he had got, just there. got there. Yeah um, I was recruited by them uh, Let's see any the SEC schools, Mississippi State I almost signed with Mississippi mm-hmm. State. Uh, I was recruited by Auburn uh, Colorado what up schools
0: that stood out. Was it was it a, just a clear thing like uh, as soon as you visit Texas second like year you're, you're going or was it like up in the air? Uh... No, that was the reason why. So Actually, I thought
1: I was going to go to Nebraska on, oh, on, a, on a package case. deal. Yeah. So, uh, my roommate, who was a receiver, mm-hmm. super fast and shifty, they wanted both of us and we had already made up in our mind that's where we were going to go. I was actually waiting on him to finish his credit so we can go there and I was going to sign with them without even taking a visit. I decided to take my visits with Mississippi State and I I did like the program and then some, something told me, take your visit to Texas Tech. My mm-hmm. coach was like go to texas tech just check it out if you don't like yeah. the hook you can you know do the nebraska thing yeah i don't know man i got there and it's just the, the atmosphere the way i felt yeah. the people everything about it i came it back to more. school and i was like man i'm going to texas Tech. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wait you change your mind it's like dude i can't yeah. explain it i'm going to texas Tech. that's
0: good that, that's good that you yeah. check it out you know yeah. Cause once once you go check out the campus you actually get like a feel for it you yes. know you know what yes. it's really about because Cornhuskers. that's that's it i don't think they have anything else outside of yeah there. no it's nothing in Lubbock either <laughs> <laughs> no i mean <laughs> I, I, you, I, going it, I haven't I been it. back in a
1: while
0: you there. There, but i'm like you know you're, i mean you're not too far from other major cities yeah, you know yeah yeah
1: yeah the yeah i can get the i can get to dallas in a few hours yeah, yeah
0: so, that's yeah. true okay i think we may have a question uh Lex says who's uh who's your favorite football player besides me. <laughs> I am there you go. It's Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. Uh, he's Sanders one of my
1: favorite time. athletes. Yeah. Oh, man. A time, 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 yeah. Time, yeah. I grew up watching him, wanting to uh, be like him, emulate him. It was it was Deion Sanders and Emmett Smith. Emmitt Smith is the reason why I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Okay. Deion Sanders is the reason why I played football. Nice, yeah.
0: nice. Hey those aren't those aren't yeah. backpackage deals. We have yeah. another one. Um uh, he says Ruben says what did you enjoy most in the games? In oh, the games? Yeah. Trash talk? Did you get any trash talk from fans? Or anything like that? <laughs> no,
1: it, it was just that camaraderie, man. It's like being in the, at those games under the lights. Everything else around you shuts off. Mm-hmm. You don't worry about the text, the test you have this upcoming Monday. Yeah, yeah. You don't de- uh, worry about the problems you may be having with yeah. your girlfriend or yeah, what's going yeah. on at home. All you care about is the other ten guys on the side of you and the other eleven guys in front of you and dominating them mm-hmm. for that entire game all you care about and that is a feeling that i still cannot describe yeah you just gotta like be there yes
0: i know i know exactly what you mean that's good um so we go so lex has another of he said are you a fan of money money manziel's comeback season johnny football johnny manzo he's, 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 he's making a comeback i didn't see he's him last ma- season he's making a comeback um am, am i surprised she asked
1: or am i no but are you a
0: fan of him are you a fan of him
1: when he was in you know what uh i i hope that it, i mean shoot it's hard to get a second chance in anything I was gonna especially the, the nfl, NFL. Yes. man i just hope that you know this time and he appreciates the second chance that he has and that he can show well he, he hasn't has a gotten chance. a
0: second chance he's, he's He's, he's gonna make his own okay. second chance. Okay. I try to respect, but I like, respect, but, but hey, it's hard to get a second chance. By the way, yeah,
1: so. it is. We'll see. I, I really don't have an opinion on that one, man, because it's it's hard to get a second chance. I wish I'd have got. Two <laughs> I <things>. just got <laughs> one you know, shot, one you know, yeah. shot is all you get. Yeah, he was
0: yeah. he was literally at the top. Yeah. And he to yeah. Anything else? Okay. He yeah, answered that. Um, <laughs> Lex, I'm gonna let you know, Lex. That's mm-hmm. a great question. You're gonna win this book. Yeah. As Go get it on Amazon right? right now. Well, no. Oh, yeah, know, you I'm get here. it now. We are okay. Yeah, Lex, you're Lex, you're getting this one. Awesome. So that shout out to you for answering that. Uh, let's go to a few more questions. Can open this. Um, David says, "Do you believe uh, college player, college athletes should be paid?" Damn right. Yeah. Yep. I agree with that. Yep. And when do you think that that will happen? <laughs> <laughs> Sooner than you think, actually. Yeah. Uh, I predict within the next.
1: Well, I think college football, college sports is about to make a major shift anyway. Mm. The pendulum is starting to shift um, because like college college sports in general is a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. You know, back in the day it wasn't that much but now it's like these players are worth so much to these uh, sports institutions that, you know, it, eventually something is going to have to change or there's going to be a huge problem. Yeah. Now, do I think that college players should be getting paid millions of dollars? Of course not. You mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I don't even think NFL or NBA rookies should be getting paid that much. I think gradually you should learn how to manage your money before mm-hmm. you you get um, bestowed with all of that responsibility. I think what my idea what I think the college should do is have some form of um, I guess you could say investment or endowment that holds mm-hmm. some funds for these college players. And once they graduate, they have to graduate, mm-hmm. then they'll be able to
0: receive a uh, payment, I mean, almost like a pension or something like enough. that
1: that they can use.
0: I think that could work in football. I don't know. Uh, I'd be a little bit more tricky, like in basketball, because mm-hmm. of the one and done. Because of the one and done? Yeah.
1: I mean, but, but that's what you forfeit. You're that's an adult. True. You got to make that's adult true. decisions. True. That makes sense. Though. Yeah, it's like, that's okay. True. But I mean, am I going to stay... A few yeah, more yeah, years for a couple thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> to go get this million? That's I mean, I'll, I'll be out of here. It's for the ones, I think it's for the ones that will not get the opportunity to play yeah, a professional. That's yeah, that's They're going to need to be able, they need a starter kit. kid. They need something to be like, all right, I'm, I'm an adult. I gave my four years. Yeah. Here's, my, here's my parting gift along with my degree.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that because I even like in college I had like we had like this uh, incident. Um, one of my our buddies started like a T-shirt company, mm-hmm. but if you can't if you play for NCAA, you yeah. can't receive any form of money like to make your own, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So like w- we were like selling the shirts yeah. and stuff like that, not knowing, you know, yeah. like you know we're not like these big ass superstars, but yeah. just not knowing and they're like that yeah. the NCA, like all like people like admin were like you can't be doing this. And, you know, it's like, crazy
1: you're learning how to do something that you're gonna need to do when you become an adult like he exactly. was already learning yeah. how to
0: become an entrepreneur
1: that should have been nurtured and cultivated yeah you know or at least managed in the a thing way.
0: the thing i kind of have a problem with is that like you know music people if you're a musician you can get paid if yeah. you're an artist a painter yeah. and you go to these universities you can get paid yeah. but and you get scholarships yeah. for from these do universities you know the, the athletes the president
1: the student president of major division one colleges on scholarship and they get paid like i believe like a six thousand dollar stipend too that's crazy yeah yeah
0: and then like it's because like you know football they, they all bring all the money like they bring in all the money all the money and people are like all yeah. oh, these athletes are gonna make all this money i'm just like yeah but you don't know how much these universities are making you know? yeah they're pocketing. So oh, they're nice. making a
1: lot. Cool. People forget universities are a non-profit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they cast all of money. Yeah. Okay,
0: cool. So you also do stuff with the WNWA with uh, LA Sparks, right? Yes. Can yes. you talk a little bit about that and what you do for them? Yeah,
1: so I'm a corporate uh, sales executive okay. with the Sparks. So what, what I do is I, I reach out to other uh, corporations that want to do business with us uh, on a sponsorship level. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So once again, I get to find my way back to sports. yeah. yeah 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 how'd you
0: how'd you start out how'd you start out with that or how'd you get in the door with the uh, networking sparks? networking
1: right place right time knowing the right people um and just being in the right position for when that opportunity opens itself to take advantage of it that's cool yeah. and
0: how long have you been
1: with the sparks uh this will be i'm approaching my third season the third season mm-hmm. nice so i know they won yeah i got a ring <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice yeah. nice didn't. Oh man. man. <laughs> you know i'm bad at this right, listen everybody in my office wears their ring but like the old football mentality we put our rings in cases like i got all that's my bowl serious, rings serious. right next to the sparks rings and we put it in cases and we don't bring it out yeah. so i'm gonna get better at it i wore the ring um all throughout the playoffs last season uh-huh. and then i'm also wear it this season at like big games or if i go to like a big event yeah I'll, cool. I'll start bringing it that's out. that's cool that's cool yeah you have yeah. to bring it next time yeah yeah, uh, yeah
0: look, <laughs> is it pretty is it pretty yeah. yeah, it's nice. It's yeah. nice? Yeah, it's real nice. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love it. I'm about to get a job with this. Yeah, <laughs> they, take, they, care, they take care of us over there. <laughs> okay, so uh, Felipe asked, he's like, what is, what is the most difficult times that you face as an athlete?
1: Mm. Uh, confidence, man. Um, sports is something where your confidence has to be on an all-time high
0: mm-hmm.
1: all day long. Yep. All day long. You can't turn it off. And then, because the, the... Especially me. I'm a DB. So my position is to be exposed, you know? And if I don't have confidence, then I'm gonna get picked on all throughout the game and eventually I won't have a job. So I always have to have confidence. I have to believe in my abilities, my capabilities. Uh, I have to believe in the process, what I was trained to do and that I can deliver what
0: I was trained to do. Mm -hmm. So that was the hardest thing to do is to be confidence consistent. Consistent, that's Mm -hmm. cool. All right, we have one last question. It's from Juan, he says, what is the pros and cons of transition to the civilian life from being uh, an athlete? The pros and
1: cons? Yeah. The cons is if you're not prepared, it's going to be extremely painful and it can take a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that's a huge con, uh, just being prepared. The pros are us as athletes, we already have what it takes to be successful. As I mentioned in the book, as my guest mentioned on the show, we learn key principles in life that are mm-hmm. transferable. I mean, we learn key principles in sports that are transferable to life. The problem is mm-hmm. often athletes don't know how to identify those key principles to transition them in life. Mm-hmm. Give you a perfect example let's talk about overcoming adversity. Okay. As athletes, we have to overcome adversity every day yep. in practice, games and we don't make a big deal out of it because it's like it comes with the territory.